0: It's the first of the month, get up, get up, get up, it's the first of the month, wake up, wake up, wake up. What's happening everybody? Happy Saturday, it's June 1st. I am finally back on this joint. Ugh. Stuff been going on in the, in the personal life, y'all. Went to Vegas, bachelor party, That it was cool, <laughs> to say the least. Had some experiences, I'll tell you about that later. Uh, also got to move again, for those of you that's keeping track with whatever is going on in the daily life of Mark. Got to move again. I'm actually moving today after I record this, uh, this show. So, um, yeah, just a lot going on, but I uh, appreciate the patience that everybody's been uh, demonstrating with as far as time and schedule, uh, the lack of consistency, so I, I apologize for that. But we we trying to get things back on track. But today, it's a special episode. I am calling it the Mark and Mark special. Why? Because my guest today, you guys have heard him before. I think it's episode eight. Um... He's getting ready to join the Good News family in some capacity. Can't necessarily necessarily say what's happening right now, but when it does, everybody will know. and You guys will rock with it. Uh, yeah, so he works for Fox Sports and is also a columnist for uh, Black Sports Online. Uh, welcoming back to the show, but actually as an official guest this time, last time he popped up on me, but it's all good. Mark Gunnels, what's happening, man? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Hey, all is well on this gloomy ass LA Saturday, dog. Yeah, I'm tired of this weather, man. <laughs> I didn't
1: move out here for this,
0: man. What's up man? <laughs> I don't know, man. Like all of May and, like May, Great, June, gloom. I'm like, all right, because this is my third year doing it, but man, it just sucks.
1: Yeah, man. I wasn't I wasn't prepared for this when I moved out here and like in Kansas City, it's like eighty five and sunny. I'm like, what the hell? Uh,
0: oh my God. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and sunny.
0: I'm jealous of them. I'm trying to go to the beach, man, and yeah. I can't because it's cold. And that ocean breeze is no joke.
1: Right, right,
0: right. <laughs> yeah, man. So uh, you work for Fox Sports, man. You've been in that game. You uh, write for your columnist for Black Sports Online. So what type of sports do you cover? I mean, give us a little bit more of your background now that we actually have you on here as a guest. Because like I said, last time you came through and then you just jumped on the mic and did great. It was like, all right, cool. Just keep going.
1: Yeah, right, right. So a little background about me. Uh, actually, so my playing days growing up, I played basketball okay. and baseball. Yeah, uh, I played football, flag football, but once I got to tackle and I got hit for the first time, I was like, nah, I'm cool on that. <laughs> so after that, I continued in high school by just playing baseball. I tried out for the basketball team, didn't make it. We, had actually, we actually had a good basketball team, though, because we won state my sophomore year. So it wasn't like an easy team to make. So it was like a real tough competition for basketball. But I played baseball all four years in varsity. But as far as covering sports, is mainly basketball and football. Okay. I love baseball, but it's one of those things where like I love playing it. It's a tougher watch for sure. But I I definitely keep uh keep tabs on what's going on though as far as baseball. But mainly basketball and football is what I cover.
0: All right, that's for sure. Hey, that's what's up, man. No, I um. No, I definitely dig that for uh, for sure. So, I, Kansas City guys, so Chiefs, obviously, your football team. Basketball, who's your yeah, squad? Yeah, for sure. Basketball, who's your squad? Uh, so, I really don't have a team. I'm more of a – I just love the game. I have certain players that I
1: like to root for. I have certain favorite players. Okay. Uh, I'm a LeBron guy. I like LeBron a lot. Uh, not only for what he does on the court, but off the court as well. He's just a great stand-up guy from what I can tell. Yeah. Uh seems like a good uh, father, a uh, good businessman. Yeah. Um, I get a lot of crap for this, too, but uh, I'm a big uh, – I like it. Andrew Wiggins. Uh, I'm a KU fan, so I kind of root for the KU guys to play well and yeah, all, right. all that hype out of high school. And I kind of just have this connection with him. I still, I'm still, i still holding on. I know he
0: hasn't – I was going to say, like, yet, Andrew but he's still, Wiggins. But he's only, I
1: know, but he's, <laughs> but he's only 24. You know, uh, they had a lot of crazy stuff happen this past year. People forget, the year before Jimmy Butler got there, he was averaging twenty four a game. Like his stats were getting better every year before Butler got there, and then Tibbs came, and the system got slower. It just didn't really fit him. So next year is my make or break year for him. All
0: right, all right. At least you said. At least you got a time living on. Because man, unless he goes to a new team, I just don't see his career being worth a damn. Personally. Yeah. I mean that's fair. That's fair. Now, now I think if he, I, I think as an observer from a distance of Andrew Wiggins, if he were to go to a team, a legitimate playoff, like top four, top five conference team, whether it's East or the West. And if he's not a starter, at least a six man, I think he could really do damage there in that area, just because he's no longer the expected go-to person. He's not even that in Minnesota, but I think if you reduce this role but give him the opportunity to still put up 20 to 25 points a game, almost like a Lou Williams, except actually, yeah, hell, he could be a Lou Williams if he really wanted to be, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, the thing is, like, I mean, I know he only got traded, but he was there for at least 20 to 30 games. And then the year before that, he was there for most most of the season. Like, as a third option, he still gives you 18 to 20 points a game. Like, Mm -hmm. I know he's not as good as he's. People thought he would be, but he's not like a bomb. Like, he still can get you buckets.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's in the NBA, clearly, so he can go get buckets. If he couldn't, he shouldn't be in that league by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, yeah. Right,
1: right.
0: So, just sticking with basketball, did you catch game one of the finals on Thursday? Oh, of course. All right. What did you make of – what did you just make of the game overall? Um – the
1: physicality from Toronto really stood out to me. Um, you really don't see teams get go to stay out of their comfort zone like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were really pressing up on them at three point line, forcing them to take long twos or just even driving to the bucket. Like they were really, really physical, and I kind of expected that, but not to that extent. I mean, they do have a lot of length size and athleticism on that perimeter. I mean, you got Pascal Siakam's long, uh, even Cal Lowry. I mean, people give him crap, but he's a tough, gritty guy. Like, he's he's from Philly. He's going to make things tough. He's going to take charges. And obviously, Kawhi Leonard's the best perimeter defender in the game. I mean, and Danny Green, too. I mean, they got some nice, tough, gritty guys that have been around the league for a long time. I mean, I don't think people expected them to perform at that level. I mean, but I mean, they're all at home, and this is the first time Golden State has not had a home court advantage in the finals, which I thought was very interesting heading into the series. Yeah, and that Toronto that Toronto crowd is, is lit, man. They got a lot of young, young fans because it's not an old franchise, so you know you don't seeing like these 50 year old season ticket holders <laughs> there. Like that's that's a young yeah. crowd, man.
0: Yeah, no, for <laughs> sure. And I think with, yeah, and I think with, I mean. dabbling dabbling into another sport for high second like because nothing is going on in the world of hockey at least as far as Canada is concerned all the attention is on the Raptors and so you have really literally the entire country going y'all gotta do this and the Raptors in my opinion are feeding off of that and to your point going into Kyle Lowry I was talking I was talking to a friend of mine this week and you know they asked me you know what do you think about Toronto having a shot like well they have a shot but they have to beat up Steph Curry and Kyle Lowry has to bully him, which he kind of did, but Steph still got his points, and that's still gonna, that's going to happen. But I like right. I, like I told my friend, the rest of the the rest of the team outside of Kawhi Leonard has to show up every single game. In game one, they did, so everybody played their role. Everybody did what they were supposed to do. They have to do it now three more times, and do it on the road for games three and four if they want to at least close this thing out in five at home.
1: Right. What's your What's your prediction on the series?
0: <sighs> Raptors. Has it
1: ch- Has it Has it changed what you had before?
0: No. Uh, well, actually, I yes okay. it has. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, it has. Because going into the finals, I thought it was going to be Golden State Milwaukee, with Golden State winning it. However, mm-hmm. because of injuries that have now played a part in Golden State since the conference finals, and because they're playing a healthy Raptors team. Whenever Kawhi's like actually not hurt after game one, I will say Raptors in at most six. Mmm. Mmm.
1: Raptors To close it out, close close it out in Golden State.
0: I think they can do it, man. I really, I legitimately think they can do it, and here's why: the way the Raptors did essentially a six-game sweep of Milwaukee. I mean, they lost the first two on the road, but then they got their act together, One at home, took advantage of it, and went back to Milwaukee to handle business, and Milwaukee couldn't do anything about it. I think if they keep that same mentality and they keep that same uh, foot on the gas going out west and coming out here, I think they'll have a great chance of doing some damage on the road. With, again, a hurt Golden State, and I think just a Golden State team that's tired, I mean, this is their what, f- what fourth, fifth year in the finals? Their fifth, fifth yeah. yeah, yeah, fifth trip to the finals. That team's tired. They've been doing this a long time. Yeah, and I think, and on top of that too, they get getting more. Yeah, the, yeah, the mental fatigue is there, and I mean, odds to goodness, I think KD has checked out on them.
1: Okay, and I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to ask you. Uh, when you make your prediction, are you assuming KD doesn't return? Or do you think he's still gonna return They're still gonna beat them?
0: I think he'll come back to prove a point, but I think he'll only I think he'll come back solely for selfish reasons and not to actually win the championship. Okay. Just to prove a point. Because this whole playoff series, and pretty much the whole season, it's been do the Warriors need KD, do the Warriors not need KD? Can they win without him? Can they win with him? Like, it's been this back and forth of, like, KD, 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 KD. KD. And can the Warriors obviously win without KD? Yes. Are they as good without him? No. However, his presence is so strong, it helps. I mean, obviously it helps. He's the best pure scorer on the planet. Next to Steph Curry. And Steph's just a simple three point shooter. But KD's going driving to the rack, shooting threes, shooting free throws. I mean he's doing everything. And he's seven feet. So right. I I just think and because KD stretched this injury out pretty long, and I'm not in I'm not saying he's sitting out on purpose. I I can't I can't determine that. LeBron has done that before, but <laughs> uh, no, I just think I, I think Durant will come back just to prove a point of hey, my presence really helps you guys. Now, see what you're gonna do this summer. But I, I, I think, but I think that'll him, him coming back will disrupt what they already got going on because they can make they've made the adjustments without him. So to plug him back in, I think it'll just it'll be um, self destructive.
1: Yeah, and that's interesting because I think he'll come back. There are reports saying most likely Game 4 is the better chance. They're saying a slight chance for Game 3, but probably yeah. won't happen. I can see him come back for Game 4, and they'll either be up 2-1 or down 2-1 at that point. Um, and like you said, I agree. I think uh, as far as the selfish reasons, mm-hmm. I do believe that uh, he wants to prove that you guys actually do need me. So. Mm-hmm. And in, in a perfect KD world, he'll never admit this. He'll probably want Golden to State to be down 2-1, mm-hmm. heading to game four. Because mm-hmm. not 3-0, because obviously 3-0 is too much. You you're know, you not going to win four in a row. So he at least to win one game. So it's like, okay, we're down 2-1. That's reasonable. Come back for game four, tie it up 2-2. And, and if they were to win, then the narrative would change like, oh, you guys actually did need KD. And
0: yeah. I
1: think that would help his legacy that- in that sense. I think as selfish as it is, but I think he's secretly rooting for
0: that. He probably scenario. is. And you mentioned, you know, being down 3-0. I think he would love for them to be down 3-0 just because from word on the street, KD does a lot of that him and LeBron comparison. So when, you know, yeah. the Cavs – or not the Cavs, but when the Warriors blew their 3-1 lead, man, I think some sitting somewhere in the back of KD's head, he is like, yo, be down 3-0 just so I can come back and win four in a row. Like, top that. Like who tops that? It's the three. Well, one. that would be that would be crazy. I mean, that would be like the perfect scenario.
1: But I just feel like dang, three o. Oh, that's a little too much. I don't know if they went four in a row, but if that were to happen, that would be unbelievable. Obviously,
0: I do think it I do. Um, in a horrible world, I do think that's possible. Here's why: because I don't. I don't think the Raptors can hang with Golden State in seven games. That's why I have them going in six, because I think if you take them one more to seven, the endurance of the Warriors will kick in. Yeah, and
1: then a game seven... Even though it would be in Toronto, to me, Game Seven, it doesn't matter where it's at. Especially in the finals, yeah, it doesn't matter where the game's at because Game Seven is Game Seven.
0: Yeah, I and, mean,
1: it just comes down to who's mentally stronger at that point.
0: Yeah, and I mean, and the Warriors have done this for five years in a row, so I I think that mental endurance and that um, just uh, uh, muscle memory for them will kick in. It's like, all right, we've done this before. We've gone to game. We've gone to Game Sevens in the finals before. You guys haven't. We're going to outlast you. And I think that would be the demise of the Warriors if this series went one more extra game too long.
1: For the Raptors, you mean? Yes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's fair. Uh, like, I got the Warriors in six. I had that before the series. I'm still going to stick with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I don't want to overreact over that one game because obviously Toronto, they did. They play a really physical Played pretty good defense, but yeah. Cody Spade still scored 109 points. And I don't see Toronto scoring 118 again. Uh, I don't see Pascal Siakam shooting 100% from the field and scoring 32 <laughs> points again. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I don't see Marcus Saul. He probably won't even score 20 points again because he's only averaging like seven or eight in the playoffs so far. Yeah. Um, so a lot of things happen that won't happen again. So I don't want to overreact to that one game, but it's definitely. A tougher matchup for Golden State without KD. This yeah. is a series where they could definitely use him. Yep. I think they could still beat Toronto without him, but it's going to be a lot harder, obviously.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I definitely agree with you on that. Now, uh, outside of the finals and still sticking with basketball. Give me your opinion on this stupid Lakers drama, man. And I, ref- I always hate talking about them almost every freaking week, but they always give me something new, and it's always hilarious. So I want to know what you feel about the Lakers and they stupid-ass drama.
1: Oh, man. Uh, where do you start here?
0: Uh- <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's start with this. Let's start with this. Let's start with Magic going on ESPN again. So not the first time he was on first take, but the time after. Where he did the uh, NBA countdown, you know, going leading oh, to the finals. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's go with that. Where he was just like, uh, "Oh man, what did he say?" Oh, he defi he. It was after the uh, ESPN report that came out, in like the three year piece that it took. Uh, where it's just like, yeah, here's the dysfunction of the Lakers from employees and all that stuff. So let's go from there and let's go back. So Magic and him defending himself for the second time.
1: Um man, at this point it's kinda like are you really rooting for the success of the Lakers this off season? Because the more you keep talking, uh the more it potentially hurts free agents wanting to come here because you're making Rob Falenka look like he's just completely an a liar at this point, uh, mm-hmm. incompetent, um, not trustworthy. Uh, any other adjectives you want to add to that? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the first time, I didn't mind it as much because people were piling on Magic so much to the point where he was kind of backed in the corner to where he kind of had to defend, had to defend himself at that point, you know? Mm-hmm. Because he doesn't have, does have a brand of his own. Let's not forget that. He is Magic Johnson. Yes. And this is part of his after-playing legacy. So I understand him clearing his name, I didn't maybe like the manner in which he did it, but yeah. I understand the place he was coming from at the time. Yeah. But the second time, okay, you got your point across. Now you're just piling on at this point. <laughs> now you're just adding, adding fume to the fire. And yeah. I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. Um, especially when you're claiming that you're rooting for the success of the Lakers, you're always going to be a Laker and blah, blah, blah but now you're just continuing to just pile on. Like, come on, man. It's, it's just getting ridiculous at this point. Like, every day, like you said, there's a new Lakers story every day. It's all negative. Mm. Uh, all these narratives and free agency is literally, what, a month away now. It is. It's June 1st, a month from today. Yeah. And they, they still haven't cleared this stench from their organization. It just smells bad. I can smell it. Down the street, I'm right by <laughs> Staples Center. Yeah. I can smell the stench coming from the Lakers front office right now as we speak. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just it's just sad to see, man, for such a very storied organization.
0: Yeah. Now, you mentioned such a storied organization. We are in a day and age where a lot of a lot of the current free agents that are coming on the market are like us. They are millennials, and based on some of our Um, tendencies as millennials sometimes history isn't the biggest thing that we look at all the time at least when it comes to our affinity for whatever if you were an NBA player right now does the city of LA, does the Lakers I will not even say the Clippers, we can say the Clippers just LA in general does that appeal to you Outside of your personal experience right now, what you're doing, obviously you came here from Kansas City, but if you were an NBA player with all the money in the world, all the flexibility to live, play, wherever, do your thing, does L.A. have an appeal to you still? And then does the Lakers organization and the history of it, does that matter to you if you were in that position?
1: L.A. hasn't appealed
0: to me, um, but the Clippers are more appealing
1: at this moment than the Lakers are. Why is that? Um, because I can still live in L.A., I can still do all the L.A. things I want to do
0: mm-hmm.
1: without the extra without the extra drama, mm-hmm.
0: and
1: I'll be in a much a much more stable situation. Uh, the Clippers are more buttoned down right now at the moment. Mm-hmm. We know their are a line. We know a line of order. It's uh, Ballmer, yep Jerry West, and yep. Doc Rivers. It's very clean. The Lakers. I don't know who's running the situation there. There's too many uh, cooks in the kitchen in the Lakers organization. You got Jimmy, but uh, you got Linda Rambis, you got Kurt Rambis, you got Kobe, Rob Pelinka, uh We'll still even count Magic because he's talking so much. Uh, LeBron, like it's just too much going on. Yeah. I don't know who. Like that meeting must be crazy. It's gonna be like 50 people in that room. <laughs> the Clippers, the Clippers meeting is gonna be very clean, clean cut. Mm-hmm. Jerry Buss. Uh, Doc Rivers and Ballmer, and yeah. probably um, I don't know a couple players. Maybe maybe you get a uh, Patrick Beverley in there. <laughs> no, okay, you know, but but you know, but it would be more buttoned up. So, like I said, you can still live the LA lifestyle without the headlines every day. But I will say this though: if you're a certain breed of player, to where like you're so confident in yourself. Mm-hmm. The Lakers could be attractive in this sense, and I'll, I'll explain. Okay. So the Lakers missed the playoffs this year yep. with LeBron, right? He was hurt, obviously, but he still missed the playoffs. So they're completely a mess, right? We all agree, right?
0: Yep, we agree.
1: So if you were to come in as a max player and make the playoffs, and let's say you make the second round or conference finals, the narrative won't be – because you know how it's always – oh, LeBron let them, it's LeBron's team. But since they missed the playoffs this year, and if you come in, you're looked at as the savior of the Lakers organization now. So that could be appealing in that sense. If you come in and the Lakers are successful next season, and moving forward, you're like, oh, wow, you actually saved the franchise. It's not just LeBron now, because we've seen LeBron with the Lakers for one year, and they missed the playoffs. So it could be appealing in that sense.
0: Okay. All right. I'll take that. Now, from the recruiting standpoint, if you didn't meet with management but LeBron came and knocked on your door and called you like, hey, man, ignore all of that, listen to me, we can still make this thing work. Do you listen and believe and trust in LeBron and his recruiting? And and having the faith and belief to ignore all of the extra stuff and just worry about what's happening going to court? Yeah, that's
1: possible. I mean, it is LeBron at the end of the day. Uh, we know his track record um when he's healthy especially so yeah i would definitely listen to him and take that into deep consideration for sure um ignoring other stuff eh, it'd be kind of hard to ignore everything completely sure but um if we have a real nice talk and yeah, you know he to his home and brett would uh, drink some of the finest wine he <laughs> has to offer <laughs> uh, his, his, his um, the good you know it might uh it might sway my decision a little bit all
0: right okay Alright, I'll I'll take I'll take all of that. Just ah oh man, I am just curious to see what how do you, do. How, how, do you how do you feel? How do I feel? Alright. So I am if I if it were me, I am looking at a couple things. One, from a contract st- situation, are you only signing me up to be here while LeBron is here? And then after he leaves, which could be in two years, it could be three. We don't know. There's that Uh, Player option there. I need to know how long he really plans on playing and life after LeBron. So, are we building a team just for right now? Which is, I mean, which obviously you want to do, but then there's the again, life after. This happened with Kobe too, which was we're going to keep, we're going to pay you a bunch of money, or they paid Kobe a bunch of money, but they also didn't set the team up for life after him. And so they are where they are now, and it, yeah, I, I I need to know I need some type of security of all right. If we make this happen now, I need this thing to continue, um, this longevity of success to happen with or without number twenty three. I need that I need that for my own and own personal security. So, the team that's getting you know built, I need to know it, I just need to know the continuity of it. So, that would be a big factor going in for me. The front office crap, I mean, it's annoying. But at the same time, unless, I mean, they really mess with my money, I mean, they can figure that out. And then, again, what's happening on the court, if that's what matters the most for me personally, then we just need to have, we need we just need to make it work on the court. And everything else will handle itself. As long as we win, the rest of this stuff will actually die down and it, it's easier to ignore because you're winning. And right. with Frank Vogel now being the coach, yeah, he's got a good reputation. I don't see why he's—I don't see why he would be a bad coach. So, all right, that's an easy checkmark for me. But yeah, I need to know what life after LeBron would be like in order for me to come here. Right. Because um, heaven, because heaven, heaven forbid we'll though, the Lakers become the Cavaliers of the West, which is kind of what it's looking like, but. They have an opportunity this summer to save themselves.
1: Right. And it also depends on who or if they sign anybody who it is and like their age, 'cause yeah. They get like a Jimmy Butler they get like a Jimmy Butler, he's what, thirty now? You know, so he's gonna be looking for a probably, you know, a long term like it's gonna be his last time he's gonna get paid, basically. So yeah. he's gonna wanna get like that four or five year max contract. Yeah. Um Probably anybody that comes here, honestly, but especially like him, because this is going to be his last time getting paid. Like a Kyrie 26, so like he'll probably get another contract after this one. Yeah. Um, who else? Kimba as well. So it just depends on who they get at this point, honestly. Um, and he has three more years left in his contract, LeBron, that is, but I'm assuming he's going to not leave here. I think he'll play at least four or five more years, so he'll probably sign another one or two year deal after that because. My thinking is he wants he only wants to play one season in the league while Bronny is in the league.
0: That is true. That and, is true.
1: And and Bronny could either be in the NBA four or five years, depending on if they change the high school rule by then.
0: That is true. So if
1: they change it if they change it before then, it'll be four years. And if not, it'll be five years. Because he'll be a one-and-done, obviously. So yeah. Yeah. I think that's something LeBron definitely desires. He wants to play at least one season in the league while Bronny's in the league.
0: Yeah, I just hope they don't put so much pressure on that boy to make it to the league, man, and then not work out. I, Okay, so I'm 28. That boy is, what, 14? 14, yeah. Yeah, he's 14. The entire world knows where he's about to go to high school next year. And, yeah they hear about uh yeah he's going to son? Kid. They're going to team up yeah I, I think that's cool like they do what the, you know their dads did which i think is pretty cool i mean it's also i mean i mean for them it's like playing with your cousin so if you can do that for at least two years which is exactly what they're gonna do because um zaire dwayne Wade's son is a junior uh, so they get no, to I
1: du- so gonna be a, I think he's gonna be a senior
0: actually oh really yeah i think it's just
1: uh it's gonna be just a one year thing with them as teammates. i'm pretty sure he's gonna be a senior this year
0: Oh, I thought he was only a sophomore going into his junior year. Uh, we can fact-check that. Yeah. yeah, we can fact-check that later. Uh, later. I am not yeah. They They high school kids to me. They, they babies. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, again, though, I just hope, at least for Bronny's sake, the pressure for him to excel, I hope it doesn't take a great toll on him negatively. Now, if he continues to do what he's doing, great. More power to him, like. He'll be one of the first legacy kids to actually have the pressure of his superstar father into meet, if not potentially exceed those expectations. That'd be awesome. Cause we've never seen that happen either, but man, I just hope they don't, I hope the kid does not burn out with all of this. And I hope his father's desire for them to at least play together. I hope that doesn't end up being negative, and, you know, there's that resentment crap that happens, but they're on a good track. I think everybody's in a good situation right now. Just as an observer, from a human standpoint, I hope everything does not spin out of control because he is now living up to his namesake.
1: Like, dude, have you seen his Instagram?
0: Yeah, the dude got, like, a million followers in a day. No,
1: he, well, yeah, but... It's been almost a week now. I'm looking at it now. He has 1.9 million now, almost 2 million now. That boy is 14 years old. <laughs> he already has 2 million followers in less than a week, dude. And
0: he's 14. <laughs> he's 14. Oh, man. I, if I was 14 with that, I don't know. I don't know if you. I, first of all, I don't think anybody could tell me anything. That would go to my head immediately. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I'm the. Oh. Oh, I couldn't be 14 yeah. with that. I can't even be 28 with that. I, I, I Actually, it, at this age, I would get annoyed with it. Like, wait a minute. There's like, a yeah, dude, like, dude hasn't played
1: one second of high school basketball, and he's going to enter in the season with probably 3 million followers by then.
0: Dude, <laughs> and he has to do that. And he has to deal with that for four years. Four. <laughs> Man. All right,
1: I just checked. Uh, Zaire
0: Way is going to be a
1: senior, so this is his last year in high school.
0: Oh, all right, cool then. Well, we'll see how that turns out. <laughs> we'll we'll see how this turns out for you. Oh man. Uh, oh, all right. Well, at least yeah. At least LeBron has a chance to play with Way Son first. <laughs> right, right, right. Which I think is cool. But also, um, young guys, it made me think of the Lakers um and their number four draft pick. So, if you are management. Excluding everybody else, do you keep the number four, number four pick and use it, or do you trade it for um, potentially Anthony Davis or another uh, player to help the team immediately this year?
1: What, for the Lakers? Yes. Um, I think, yeah, obviously AD is their main target, but I'm still seeing reports that they're not trying to deal him to another Western Conference team, especially the Lakers. So it's probably going to be hard to get that deal done, even though I feel like they have the best package to get it done. But uh, I think he might end up with the Knicks because I'm hearing stuff that they would love to pair Zion with his uh, former roommate and teammate, RJ Barrett. Mm -hmm. So that third pick, package that with a couple of guys like Kevin Knox and um, maybe uh, Frank as well. So uh, I think, a guy that half for the taking, they want it is Bradley Beal. Okay, and he might actually be a better fit than AD because of his shooting ability. Yeah, and we know that LeBron always excels with shooters. Yeah, and he's just more—he's more than that too. He—he he can put the ball on the ground. He can get his own bucket. He's a good defender as well. He averaged twenty-five points a game this year. He kind of gets overlooked because he's playing in Washington. Yeah. So I think that could be a really good fit. I mean, if forget too, he's only twenty-five years old. So it's not like you're uh getting a guy that's like entering are in and out of his prime. I mean, this guy's only 25. and he's People been, seem to forget that. It's like, it's like he's been in the league a lot longer
0: than that. And he's been healthy most of his career, which I think yeah. a lot of people so, underestimate I mean, for him too. <laughs> yeah, I think like this should he played like 79 games or something like that. Good like,
1: <laughs> All right. yeah, and without obviously John Wall for most of it. So, I mean, mm. obviously AD would be a bigger splash. He's more of a, a L.A. move per se, but Bill might be the better fit actually.
0: That's legit, I, I yeah. That's legit, and and, and you want and you want to give up as much to get him
1: as you would for AD.
0: That is fair, that is fair. And again, I've said this before on the show. I think, yeah, matter of fact, when you uh, your first time on here, when we were talking about AD versus Giannis. I still think AD overrated, but um, yeah, I, yeah, I wouldn't go, I wouldn't, I wouldn't break my back or break the bank to get AD here either. It's out there, it's the possibility, but I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily do I'm with you on going and get Beal just because he's a better shooter. And again, like you said, LeBron plays um way better with shooters versus guys that you have to make and force to shoot. Which, yeah, we see how that works. Yeah, but if you
1: get A D here, it might kind of have some of a Chris Bosch kind of feel in Miami, you know?
0: Like yeah. Or it it even, might be
1: kind of hard for him to find find his way with LeBron.
0: Or even a Kevin and even Kevin Love to an extent, but Kevin yeah. Love came into the league as already with the ability to shoot, but he was just doughy, so they threw him down low. Yeah. Right. With the Chris Bosh, he went from the post and then really became a perimeter player. By the time he became a good perimeter player, he had the health issue, so it was over. Like, damn, well, that was a waste. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Now, last thing before we wrap up. NFL. It's the summer. OTAs, mini camp, training camp's coming around the corner. Rumor has it this week oh, that the, rumor has it this week that the NFLPA has warned its players about a potential lockout for next year, and they are saying, "Hey, get ready, stack your coins. We might be in this one for the long haul." Yo, why are we about to go through this again? Oh man, I didn't when I saw this report. I didn't put too much
1: stock into it because. I just don't see any way that it actually comes to fruition. It did last time. NFL, it's just, yeah. What year was that?
0: 2011. I specifically remember because I was interning for your Kansas City Chiefs when that happened. Oh, wow, really? Yeah.
1: (laughs) Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, but, um, I mean, it's just too much money at stake, man. I just can't see it actually happening because obviously we know the NFL is, the biggest moneymaker in America as far as sports goes. Uh, man, that would just be too much of a hit, man. Like, And plus, people are already kind of – I mean, NFL obviously still has great ratings and stuff, but people are already kind of like not liking this you can't touch the quarterback and all these new rules now. Like the NFL is getting a lot softer. So a lockout, if they actually went through a lockout, I think you, were, you might lose some fans, man, especially because you're like having these little – um leagues come up now like the xfl is about to come up it's gonna be like you can actually hit people like i mean obviously not gonna be like the nfl of course we know that but it's a different watch i mean like people are like you can like really really i mean the afl flamed out but for the first couple weeks man like you saw quarterbacks getting rocked like it was like kind of refreshing to see because you can't see that in the nfl now you can't touch the quarterback now you touch him it's a freaking 15-yard penalty so yeah. I just can't imagine a lock a lockout. That would just be bad timing for the NFL if it's actually a lockout.
0: Yeah, and I, I I mean as far as the lockout goes, if they do it, it'll be after the Super Bowl. So if they do a lockout, it'll be all off season anyway. At least if it goes,
1: it just be, I'll just, I'll just be off season. Okay,
0: potentially, but I mean, what last year or the last time they did it, they they had gotten the deal done like right as soon as training camp was about to get underway. Now from a team standpoint, obviously guys were hurt from the standpoint of you couldn't do anything as a team during the summer, at least at your team facilities with your coaches. So installing playbooks, um, you know, new coaches that were hiring and fired and, you know, changing systems, you couldn't do that during OTAs or mini because they didn't have it. But I mean they still how would know-
1: that affect the NFL draft or would it at all?
0: No, they well, you still do the draft, it's just you can't, um, guys can't, um, do team activity. So, a guy can get drafted, he just can't go to his locker. Okay. <laughs> it, it's really stupid. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> I mean, it's really stupid. It's like, yeah, you can get drafted, we're gonna draft you, but, um, yeah, don't come to work, and you also can't get oh, paid wow. either. So, that was the other thing is like, you know, guys are getting drafted, but they couldn't make money. Like, all right, well. Go back home. Okay, and,
1: uh, I'm, I'm still a college student, basically. All right, <laughs> pretty much,
0: pretty much. Uh, so, and, and the other point that was brought up too, as far as the potential lockout is, how desperate the owners want an 18 game season. I don't see a need for it. There's no need to have an 18 game season, and players don't see a need to have an 18 game season. That's a lot of football, oh, man. No, oh man, it's no. a lot of football. <laughs> And yes,
1: yeah, and yes, I mean, would, I get it would be more money, but we do not need an 18-game season. 16 is perfect. Do not extend the regular season at all. That's too much. That's just too much.
0: Yeah, no, it's way too much. <laughs> and, yeah, their whole – the argument would be to, you know, cut back on two preseason games, which nobody cares about anyway. However, you have guys that you utilize all four of those preseason games to make a team, so you're kind of – reducing jobs to a degree but if you have an 18 game season you have to make that active roster a little bit bigger just to have able bodies in case guys go down which will happen
1: oh yeah for sure so definitely there's
0: the give and take over but 18 games is way too long and they but in lieu of that I still think they need to make the active rosters a little bit bigger because having the 53 man roster yo what is going on outside good lord um anyway oh that's an emergency. I can hear. Somebody pulled up on you? No, 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 no. Nobody pulled up on me. I just hear a lot of sirens going uh, past the station. I was like, "Yo, what's going on?" Like it was major. <laughs> but yeah, oh, outside man. the fifty-three man roster, today, I think they need to make it to at least like sixty-five. In my opinion, just so that way guys can actually one make the team, more guys can make the team, and two you can have more adequate and capable and healthy backups. So that way, guys can get the proper rest in the middle of a game to prevent other long term injuries.
1: That's fair. That's yeah. fair. I don't mind
0: that. Yeah, I think everybody will win from that. But yeah, man. So yeah. I think that's just a good little wrap up. We did a lot of basketball, tapped on football. Man, it's the summer. I just want, I just want the finals to get over with, with the winner and free agency to get here because this is gonna be fun. Special. Yeah, I'm ready for the. I'm ready for uh, free agency, man. Yeah.
1: Free agency, NFL training camp.
0: Yeah, I'm ready I'm ready for it cuz summer is, is is a drag, man. It is a complete yeah. drag. All right. Yeah, man, I'm ready.
1: I'm ready to see Patrick Mahomes throw touchdowns again. For it's been sure. A while.
0: For sure. Now, um Instagram, <laughs> social media, all this stuff. Where can people find you?
1: Yeah, everything uh you can find me Mark A Gunnels. Mark, M A R K A G U N N E L S. Mark A Gunnels on Twitter, Instagram, add me on facebook
0: Come yeah on. i'm
1: I'm out there man and then, down is everywhere
0: and then how many columns do you put out like per week per month for black sports online uh per week roughly about four four to five okay uh, i do i've been doing movie reviews
1: as well lately too oh, wow. so um i just did I uh, had got invited to a private screening for Godzilla this week.
0: Yeah, you enjoyed that. Uh, on, we-
1: <laughs> on Wednesday. Yeah, it just came out yesterday. It was a really good movie. I'm not really a big guy. So I'm a fan, to be honest with you. Yeah. I've seen some back in the day, but it was actually really good. Like, the graphics are amazing, as you can imagine. It's it right. very intense. A lot of action. i thought people to go watch
0: that this weekend. It's a good movie. All right. I cause I totally wrote that entire movie off because it's just another Godzilla movie. It's like, come on, give me do yeah. something else, please. Like,
1: create a new I monster. I looked it up. It's, uh, this is the thirty fourth Godzilla movie of all time. Good lord! Dating back lot. to nineteen fifty
0: four. That's a lot of wow. Godzilla.
1: <laughs> but this one in particular is a sequel to the one they did in two thousand fourteen. Yeah. Which was just titled Godzilla. This is this is Godzilla um, King, the Monster of, Kings, yeah, like King, um, of the King of the Monsters, of Monsters or whatever. Yeah. King of the Monsters. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so you don't have to watch all 34 to understand this one. Just watch the Godzilla one from 2014 before you watch this one, and you'll be good.
0: All right, for sure. <laughs> maybe, I, maybe I'll do, like, a late-night movie, like, next week. Like, like just randomly show up and be like, yep, one ticket for Godzilla. Thanks. All right, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, everybody, <laughs> check out the homie Mark Gunnels. Uh, Black Sports Online, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Adam, everybody. Check him out. He's a good dude. going to be around here for a long time. Hey man, I appreciate you coming on the show. We're gonna have to do another Market Mark special soon.
1: Oh, uh, for sure, man. Thanks for having me, man. It was a great time. I really appreciate
0: it. Hey, not a problem, man. you part of the family, so you all good, bro. For sure, bro. Have a good one. Oh, yeah, good luck moving in today, man. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I hate this I hate this <laughs> process, but you know what? I in 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 the spirit of the Jeffersons, I am moving on up, but not to the east side, to the west side. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 all right, man. Be easy, dog. All right, bro. You too. Yep. But, yeah, y'all, that was Mark Gunnels coming to the Good News family very, very soon. Got some stuff in the works. Can't tell y'all exactly what's happening. But when we put out the press release, you all you guys will surely uh, find out. But, yeah, great show. Happy Saturday, everybody. If you out here in L.A., if it don't rain, stay dry. If it does if it does rain, stay dry. If it don't rain, don't let this gloomy weather get to you. It's Saturday. Be happy. It's the weekend. Everybody out east, love y'all. Uh, continue to spread the word about the app, about the station, about all the shows, man. We're doing something good here. I love it. You guys are loving it, and so we just appreciate all the love. So, like I always say, tell your mom, tell your dad, tell your friends, tell your cousin, tell everybody. All right, y'all. I am out of here. Happy Saturday once again. Peace, love, happiness. Peace.